0: You are listening to Sabat Shalom with Brother Doug on Open Lines Radio. Follow Doug on Instagram at d.is4doug. That's the number four. Follow Mark on Instagram at tincan.telephone. Follow the Sabat Shalom page at sabat.shalom. And follow Open Lines Radio at Open Lines Radio. And be sure to check out Open Lines Radio online at www.openlinesradio.com. Now stay tuned for Sabat Shalom with Brother Doug. Enjoy I seem to recognize your face haunting
1: familiar yeah I can't seem to place it cannot find the candle of thought to light your name life times are catching up See? and thoughts they fade fade Thing that I'm in my neighborhood that I am convinced is a social experiment, and I want to, and it makes me think of actually a couple different things, and I want to get your take on it. So, uh, in just to kind of set the scene, in my neighborhood there's a four-way stop. It's not on the main road, it's but it's a it's a it's still a fairly heavy traveled road that you know there's a bus stop on it and stuff. Um, the you know enough people travel this that it's fairly busy. And in this year, earlier this year, there was uh, like a, a bicycle that was uh, locked to. There's a power pole like right there on the corner of this four-way stop, and this bike was locked to this power pole, which doesn't seem like a like it's anything like a big deal. Like it had, had a bike.
0: chain around it.
1: Yeah, chain around it. And it doesn't seem like a big deal, but you got to keep in mind, like this is the suburbs people drive and, and only about two miles in one direction is a train stop about a mile and a half in another direction is a, is like a bus depot. So if people are uh, commuting by bike, they'll usually go to those stations. So you don't actually see bikes locked up in the neighborhood that often just because it's not a, it's not incredibly bike friendly. Right. Okay. And so, and so, uh, and this, this, uh, intersection that's like right next to the intersection. And so it's, it's just noticeable that it just kind of seems like this unusual spots out of the, out of ordinary. And so for a while there, I'm thinking, okay, so it's just a guy probably going to the bus stop, light locking up his bike. And then is it
0: always there, or is it just sometimes there? So
1: only sometimes there. So it starts as sometimes there. And then, and then we get to this stretch of time where it's, Always there, like on the weekends, late at night, and and this is like four weeks upon weeks, um, maybe even months. I don't know. You're not keeping track. But, but is it still no-
0: the, is it still gone sometimes?
1: No, it's at, just At the there. beginning, it was gone sometimes, and then it was just there forever for for weeks, right? So that's kind of the setting.
0: Is it still there, or is this is just...
1: well? That, that's the whole, okay, this, okay. Is, this is the whole point. Now, Sorry. Okay. So then it goes away. And within a couple of days, there are two small bikes, like kid bikes, locked up to the pole, and a poster of the bike that was locked to the pole, like a picture of it taken locked to the <laughs> locked to the pole, and it says "Missing our mother." <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so, like we're like trying to figure out, okay, d- did he just leave it there, or whoever just leave it there? and um, uh, it got stolen and he's just doing the, this as a ploy to make people feel guilty to bring him back or was this a setup the whole time? You know? And so it really has got me thinking about like a whole lot of things because <laughs> it's strange it, it's like a public uh, public place. He can lock his bike to the pole. What? it means nothing to me but the whole time, every time we drive by, it's like, oh man, the guy's left his bike there again. Like, isn't this guy ever going to get his bike? <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, like we don't own it. It's none of our business, but we drive by and like, oh man, somebody, uh, we, we should go steal that bike. Like, take your bike home. And, um, and then there's a whole other thing of, of like guilt, this using guilt as, uh, as a way to get compliance or to, to get a result. And so I want, I want to start with like, the first one of, of the use of public space. And, uh, do you ever feel a sense of ownership of like spaces that are not yours?
0: Um, no. You know what I
1: mean? You don't. Well, like I mean... so have you ever, have, you ever like frequented a park and, um, just kind of felt like, like what are part. these new people? Yeah, yeah oh yeah, bit, like, like yeah. the
0: locals only type of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, I, I suppose so. Um, I don't know. We I move around so much that I'm usually. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I have a hard time. Yeah, like,
1: feeling, that. That, feeling feeling. My like feeling like, like, your, like I don't yeah. have a
0: place I frequent. You know. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um. I. Could, but I will say this is kind of takes it to a different level, but it's mm-hmm. the same kind of thing. Like I feel like, so like I, I started this podcast thing where I'm, I'm doing all these podcasts and I'm trying to like help other people get their podcasts out. And then I'll see somebody that I, I kind of consider a friend. And then they're like doing a pod or another podcast, like separately from this. <laughs> <And> I'll <laughs> be like, I'll be like, what are you doing, man? Why are you got to go be separate? Why can't you be part of the group? And And then it kind of, it's like, it's like, wait a minute! You weren't the first person to do a podcast. <laughs> you're not the <laughs> last person to ever do a podcast. In fact, you're so like, you're, I'm just a grain of sand, like. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. but it's the same thing. It's like, it's like I, I get that. Like when you have, like if you have a beach and like some tourists are crashing your beach, acting mm-hmm. like buffoons. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, I don't know. That's 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 a trippy story. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Well, is, what is the intention? What is the intention? Like, I, did, like, did that, so I'm sure what happened to some homeowner, like you were like, you were like, we should steal that Like got sick of that bike outside of their house or something uh-huh. and did it. But like the the response is like, was that a premeditated response? Like that's what you, or did like that guy like go to like some thrift shop and buy two small bikes just to. Right.
1: Right. And and here's what's so unusual. Or maybe about it's a it.
0: woman. We can't assume it's a guy.
1: Right. Exactly. And what's what's so unusual is the poster had a picture of the bike locked to the. Hmm. So like, who who takes a picture of their bike locked? You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless you're worried about it getting stolen. I mean, maybe you do that. But um, I mean, the whole the whole idea of that response. What is so interesting about that? that method of, of like missing our mother is kind of using this anthropomorphic you're taking this object and instilling human value. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. And, you, and you
0: feel bad for those two little strikes. too. Yeah, <laughs> <you do. laughs> and I
1: actually kind of think it's an effective, I think it's somewhat effective for one. It made me think, Oh man, like, I, I, Cannot stop thinking about the the stupid bike locked to the power pole. And um, is there like a phone number? um, I I don't think there was. Now, now it's like almost kind of become this weird, um, like I don't know what you'd even call it. Like the two (laughs) children bikes are still there. The the two children bikes are (laughs) gone for a while. Now they're back, (laughs) and they're like zip tied in this weird, um, like formation together. And there's like a Christmas ornament on them, and so it's now almost become like this piece of folk art that's mm. just in the community. And um, and so I, I I don't know what that's about, but um, that sense of kind of feeling like guilty. Oh man, like I left these <laughs> I left these bikes orphans. I better go bring it back. Um, I was I was really really hoping to see the bike come but back. no to one brought the, it back. Uh, at least as far as I can tell,
0: it sounds but, like it might have been like a, a an art piece in the that was always they're just waiting for someone to take it. Take it. Yeah, uh, that's what I that's what I'm wondering um,
1: because it is an unusual spot. There is a bus stop not far from it, so I mean it's totally um, plausible that somebody was just riding their bike to the bus stop and needed a place to lock it up, um, and and so but. That idea of, okay, so guilt as this motivation for compliance, you know, and guilt is such a weird thing because, you know, it could be deeply personal. But do you find that, I mean, because we all do crap that we don't want to do. And it's just like, oh man, I don't want to go do this, but I'm going to go do it. And I find for myself, guilt is a pretty big motivator. Um, Even uh, silly stuff at work, like, you know, we, we share responsibility for supervising games and functions and stuff. And we split that. And if I'm in a situation where, where I take less of that load, that means that somebody else has to carry a greater load because I, you know, chose to go do something else. I, I feel guilty. Part of what forces me to do that thing that I don't want to do, because that's one of the, you know, the, more unenjoyable parts of my job is the guilt of, of or avoidance of guilt. Um, do you find that similar in your sense of compliance with doing things that you don't want to do? Is guilt the primary motivator for you?
0: Well, not necessarily, but guilt is a very effective tool,
1: <laughs> you uh-huh. know, uh-huh.
0: Um, when you're like in a position of power, I guess. Right. However, It's a a long game with guilt. What I've kind of found is that people will feel guilty about something and feel shitty about something, yet they'll still do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if -hmm. if you try to use guilt as a a way to like divert or, or what's the word I'm looking for, like a preemptive measure, like to stop someone from doing something by guilting them know yeah. not kind of like the way religion does it you know yeah uh-huh. you'll still like like if you do this 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 will happen and you don't want to disappoint daddy you know yeah. if you do that yeah. you're gonna disappoint me and people will still tend to do it I think right but they'll feel guilty they'll feel bad about it and then maybe mm-hmm. the, and then they'll have because they gotta feel that guilt to know what you're talking about you know mm-hmm. like 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 that's why it's like that's kind of why like it, it kind of doesn't work because like with religions and stuff because it's like you're gonna disappoint your mother, but like, what does that mean? You know? Yeah,
1: I think that's I think that's a good point. I think the underlying, because I, I now that you put it that way, I think guilt is often tied to some sort of of value, in in some way. So, for example, when I'm looking at at the that work example, the value in there that I hold is we are equitable in sharing the load, right? That, mm-hmm. that many hands make light work kind of thing. And so since that's a value that I value of hey, we are in this as a team, we share the load. If I do something that goes against that value, I feel bad about it. And so I have incentive to, um, to do those things because I ultimately believe in that value.
0: Well, However, let me ask you this: If you flip uh-huh. it around and you try to use like somebody who's in your group who's not like like are, you have that same you have a, a feeling of guilt, so you kind of naturally assume other people do too.
1: Yeah. So yeah. when
0: someone else is kind of trying to get out of the a workload, yes, and, and you try, and you're trying to use uh-huh. guilt <laughs> to get uh-huh. them to, and then they still don't.
1: It just pisses me off, yeah. really. It's, yeah. it, it just it can ruin a relationship, and. Um, and that's, I think some people are less, less likely to feel guilt and it may come down to that whole idea of value. They just value that thing less or don't even see that value. Cause I, I would say in my highly religious days, there were just things that I felt guilty about all the time. And now that, you know, this like belief paradigm has shifted, I just don't feel guilty about it anymore. And so um, and that's because I, I no longer value that underlying premise, you know. And um, and so, yeah, I, I, I have a hard time making other people feel guilty about it, though. I think that's my own.
0: It's not, not that you people... have a hard time making other pe- people feel guilty; it's just that the general population doesn't give a shit, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're fighting through that guilt. It take that's what I'm say, that's why I say it's long game so much guilt has to build up before like they have to do it and feel like shit about it and then do it and feel like shit about it and do it and feel like Uh shit about it until finally you're like, I don't want to feel like shit about it anymore. Right.
1: Well, and that's, I was reading something about it where it says like guilt, unresolved guilt is almost like a, a snooze button in your head that won't shut off. You can hit it so many times, but eventually it starts to pile, you know?
0: Yeah. And you can tell the people that walk around with, that have guilt piled up there they'll shifty yeah. you know <laughs> they won't make eye yeah. contact yeah
1: and so uh, you know there's a, there's probably a good threshold there's probably an an element of of you know a certain amount of guilt is um, kind of helps maintain the boundaries to a certain degree that I, I even i even think like with my own children you know if i'm a 100% candid there's stuff all the time that I don't want to go do. Like my, my preference is to just like do my own thing, but I feel guilty of like, Oh, I'm not going to be like the, they're going to look back and dad didn't ever want to do anything that, you know, they're going to look
0: back like that anyway. I know (laughs) (laughs) that's true. No, no, that's not true. It's not true. (laughs) Well, to a certain degree it is. (laughs) I mean, you're never going to have done enough. Right. And, and they'll never know what it would have been like had you not been I've there done to the do other those thing. things. So yeah, exactly. So, like, so like th- that's what you can't you – can't they'll, prove they'll never negative. know. Yeah. So – But
1: but that sense of guilt, and, and it has motivated me in my relationship with my children. I was like, all right, I'm going to go do this thing because <clears> I feel bad if I don't. But it's ultimately, like, I'm glad I did because I either had a good time or it's just I just spent time with my kids. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so there's an element of it that is positive, right? It's always fine when it's over. Exactly. Once you can look back and you're not actually in it.
0: It's
1: like, okay, I'm glad I did that. Um, but, uh, obviously guilt can carry too far where like, it's just the weight of shame and all that stuff can just make you unhealthy. And I think certain people are prone to that. Like a guy like myself who, who just is have feels anxiety over stupid shit anyway. Um, you can sometimes internalize stuff that you don't need to.
0: Um, yeah, but or is that have... just healthy? Is maybe acknowledging guilt and, and trying to live without guilt is the healthier way to live? Because, I mean, that's, I mean, as you're talking, I'm thinking that mm-hmm. sounds like what mental health problems are just people with, who can't resolve their guilt. People just feel yeah. bad all the time. But maybe, I mean, not always, not everybody, yeah. but. Um, it's like, I, it's like having the ability to like to because like that's what you, why you feel shitty about yourself because you're like you're not happy with the things you're doing you know right right and if you're just if you're living your life to not have guilt then you're not feeling shitty about yourself you know? right
1: right well I do think I do think there I mean obviously there's you know the world's not binary it, it's some it's some shade of gray in between but I do feel like um,
0: 256 I'm, shades, of, 256 million shades of gray.
1: Oh yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> so, the thing is, is you know, I had this conversation with my father not too long ago, where I'm a guy who gets anxious about stuff, and and from his perspective, who, who you know, that doesn't register uh, the that whole anxiety feeling. It's like, oh man, that is just gotta suck. Life's gotta suck that way, and to a certain degree, like it's frustrating. But I can actually probably point that as, uh, it's like, been a strength, at least in certain elements of life, like, in terms of career, because I have been so focused on it that um, not wanting to screw things up or whatever that it's made me reliable. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you twice but, cut once. Yeah, exactly. But, like, it comes at a cost, you know? And, and so it's, it's just about finding finding that balance because there are stretches where it's like holy shit I don't know how much longer I can do it at this level of intensity
0: is that, you, wait, so, what, is that what you mean by cost it comes at a cost just because you have to like put so much into it
1: yeah like an emotional cost you know what I mean and and so it's it's like just finding that that balance um, of, of like how much are you able to you know like having to come to terms with this I am going to address and this I'm just going to have to be uncomfortable with and just let that be, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, everybody's got to find that. But, and I think guilt's very much the same way where to a certain degree, it can be positive to relationships and positive to even like being, like getting compliance. You know what I mean? Cause that's uh, to a certain degree. That's like what guilt is. You feel guilty when you're not compliant in whatever the, you know, the agreement of your relationship, the agreement of your work, the agreement of society, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I, I think it's kind of a similar idea.
0: Yeah, you know? yeah, and it's like you say, like the more, it's, it's all about the value of guilt and it builds up. That's why parents are able to use it so well because you, you spend so much time with you, your kids and you know their ins and outs and you know what works and what doesn't. Right. And, and we don't really have that with like our coworkers because who knows who the hell they are when they walk out that door. Right. Mm -hmm. Everyone's Mm -hmm. wearing a mask. So it's hard to figure out like what actually like makes somebody tick. Yeah. Yeah. On the guilt front anyway. Mm -hmm. Most people just don't give a shit about their jobs. Like they don't, there's no guilt, you know?
1: (laughs) Well, and, and, uh, to a certain degree, that's pretty liberating. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like well, that. it's
0: like it's like my kids in in high school where they have to do these group projects. Mm-hmm. They're stupid, man. If you if you have any say in the school you're at, man, get away with all group projects <laughs> because <laughs> all it ends up being is like one or two kids completely stressed out that the other three kids are do- yeah, doing nothing. Yeah. yeah. And. And there's just some people that just don't care. Like, they don't have any value in school, so why would they put the effort in, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Meanwhile, yeah, my that's... kid's having a nervous breakdown.
1: <laughs> well, that's another one of those examples of certain people, I think, registered guilt a whole lot more than others, you know? Um, or, or stress, maybe, is a better way to put it on yeah, that it's,
0: one. It's more kind of it's more just that urge to do well you know like you yeah. have like it's it's like the, the emotional cost at, that comes at the end of an a you know? mm-hmm. yeah like exactly in a group project an uh-huh. a in a group project means two people did a lot of work you
1: know? well and that's that's where life is like most frustrating and you know it's funny i think about it all the time with, with my work because like there's things that we try to change and be new and innovative we so much so much of what causes us stress are those factors that are outside of our control, you know? Um, and those are the things we often want to change. Um, and like, so like a group project, you can, you can control what you can, but then the parts that are outside of your control, um, are, like, you have to like give that control up and it's uh, hard, it's hard. Yeah. And it's the most frustrating part about change because we often feel like okay the thing that if i could just if we could just get them to do this then we'd be all right and um sometimes it feels like the the kind of the linchpin to change is external it's like what they could do and um and sometimes that's accurate and that's it's hard it's frustrating
0: yeah well for i also for change for for good change to occur, I think it has to be like slow and natural as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> look at like like a Glen Canyon Dam. Yeah. In on the Utah Arizona border, mm-hmm. where they dammed up Glen Canyon and they or they dammed up the Colorado River to make Lake Powell. Yeah. And it completely destroyed the ecosystem that yeah. was there. They just yeah. did it overnight, you know, flooded mm-hmm. cities that had been there for. Yeah. years
1: archaeology and and, and then they
0: they come to a point where now it's like there's more water evaporating and it's just it's not what they thought it would be and it, and mm-hmm. do we drain it but right. it's been so long now that a new ecosystem has been built and they're talking about draining Glen Canyon and that completely changes overnight the ecosystem yeah. again you yeah. know and so mm-hmm. it's like how do you how do you do it in like slow increments where people can still I don't know, because I think people need to see change to continue with change, you know? Like, when it happens right. so slow, that's when people
1: get bored. Well, well, yeah. And that's why, like, you know, you look at it not necessarily on political stuff, but just in terms of just overall, you have kind of, like, your extremes on either ends and then those in the middle. And realistically, you, you actually almost need all three. Um, like, you you need those on the ends to kind of, like... Push to show, like here's where we want to go, and then kind of those on the opposite side or the middle to kind of temper that a little bit to slow it down, you know. Mm-hmm. And and if you only have one, you know, and, and you don't have the other, then sometimes it can just wreak havoc. And so yeah, it's it's uh, tricky stuff.
0: Yeah, it's hard understanding the universe. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. It's hard work.
1: It's yeah. Hard work. Yeah. But, you know, the other thing, one other thing that made uh, that, that whole uh, story from earlier reminds me of, too, is you, I remember when I went to school, uh, they talked about this concept of the the tragedy of the commons. You know, it's yeah, kind of like yeah. this. The, the whole idea, It's I mean, it's wasn't often that, used.
0: Wasn't that Arthur Miller?
1: to be honest. Uh, I can't
0: remember. Arthur Miller essay. It's,
1: you know, it's often used to promote like capitalism and free markets that people don't feel a sense of ownership. Um, they don't, uh, protect it and take care of it. And, and I'll tell you this, working out of school, uh, there is (laughs) definitely, it's definitely truth to that. Um, where we're, you know, and again, we're working with kids, but like, they do not feel a sense of ownership of this place um and often can treat it like shit but i often think the opposite is true as well um where people do feel a sense of this is mine even when maybe it's not um and i even think sometimes like it's kind of interesting to think of culturally um you know, the reason this the whole story makes me think of it is is just because when it was left there just how i somehow felt wronged you know that like the hell is this guy doing just leaving his, his shit in the community you know what i mean yeah or girl whoever it was and um, and that doesn't you know that really is probably an unjustified um internal reaction uh And so that's, in in some ways, that's almost like the opposite of the tragedy of the commons, right? That, like, you feel a sense of, we want to protect this. And it's kind of interesting to think of, like, there are groups often, whether it's the the scouts or religions or whoever, who often have this value of, we're going to go do good within our community for the sake of doing good within the community, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. The tragedy of the commons wasn't written by Arthur Miller, by the way. Was it? Was it's it was was it nice not say. It's it's I, the reason it was so familiar. It's Holly's one of Holly's favorite books, written by Garrett Hardin, "Comedy of the Tragedy of the Commons." Check it out. Oh really? Huh. I believe it's from the seventies. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, there was it's funny because there was a like down the street from my house, <clears throat> like right around from the high school. And um, there was it's not a four way stop, but it's a like a pretty major road. But then like just one street that comes off of it, you know, so you can only make yeah. a left hand turn onto the one street Yeah. And on that corner, which is pretty busy. But it's like there's like a church on one side and like a nature preserve on the other. And like across yeah. the street is just like the fence of a trailer park. But there was a mm-hmm. motorcycle leaned up against the stop sign, just completely burned out. Black, yeah. just basically the frame, yeah. and like in the street, this big dark stain, like it had been laying there on fire, and someone just propped it up and leaned it against the stop sign, <laughs> and it was there for like a week. And every time we drive by, we're like that motorcycle is still sitting there. Yeah. And then it was just gone, and it was, and we were sad. We were like, oh man, <laughs> the motorcycle's gone. Like it was this nice little mystery for a week. Yeah.
1: Well, that's you know that actually. Makes me think of something. Cause so, for example, if you're like just out and, and I'm, I'm going to maybe this says a lot about my character, but like, so, so people can judge all they want, but like, if you're out in just out in public, right? And there's just trash, like a piece of trash in, in the road. Are you picking it up? Cause generally speaking, I am not.
0: No, I'm not that guy.
1: <laughs> me, me neither, and what's interesting about that is, so I'll
0: I be walk, pissed off about it, but I won't yeah, pick it up. <laughs> totally,
1: and that's the tragedy of the commons, right? And,
0: and but so like, that goes I back like, to so, the group thing. It's like that's not like that's not my it, job. Like, right. I'm already taking care of my shit. My, my what, stuff's in the garbage can. Totally,
1: <laughs> and what? And I've i so this is this has genuinely happened to me. So, so at the school. Um, so when they're, you know, it, I, I've, I've worked in junior highs and high schools and kids leave shit around. Like it's just, it, it just is right. That That is the nature of people. And so like, if I see a rapper, if I'm walking down the hall, I see a rapper on the ground, I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to throw it away for two reasons. One, first and foremost, I, I, this sounds really stupid, but I really do think that the environment of the school does have an impact on students. When they see it clean and orderly, they take care of it more than if it's just a total shithole, you know? And two, um, it's like this example of, Hey, like we're taking care of our school. You're going to see the administrator pick, pick your trash up. You can pick up your trash up. Totally. That's it. It really is. And so, and so like it's almost second nature now,
0: of Does like anybody w- make sure someone's watching i'll get the garbage yeah. you guys <laughs> yeah. won't get the garbage but i'll get the garbage
1: <laughs> exactly and so i'll i'll it's like second nature you're walking down the hall you see something on the ground you bend over you pick it up whatever and that's at work it is totally and even the reason i'm doing it there's like total ulterior motive in the reason i do it right. Um, right. at work and and since it's second nature, I have found myself walking down the street, seeing a piece of trash. And my first reaction is, oh, there's trash. I'm going to pick it up because, like, you get, I mean, I'm in a school every day. And so, like, it's a habit. And then I've thought to myself, oh, wait, I'm not at work. And I kept walking. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so it's like, there is, there really is internally this sense of ownership. Like, I have well, a responsibility. Well, let's take at this it back. Place.
0: Let's take it back to guilt again. Uh-huh. At the one place you're, you, you're you, you're you picking it up is like feeding on the guilt of students and other coworkers yeah. to keep it clean but when you're out yeah. in the real out in the world nobody cares that you don't that sense of guilt doesn't work so if you pick no. that up suddenly oh someone else is going to get that for me yeah true. <laughs> i have to do it that's and, true like my kids will they'll, they'll leave a plate on the table uh-huh. and i'll let it sit there for days right like and, and, and then finally i'll be like hey how many times are you going to walk past that plate before you put it away? Or like, before you pick up, clean up your mess. Mm-hmm. And it's not about guilt; they don't care. <laughs> They're like, yeah. I'm going to walk past it another 37, probably. <laughs> yeah. You know. Uh-huh. But but like it's the same thing when I'm at work, and there's people who respect me. <laughs> <you know? laughs> And you pick it up, and you get, you get to play that, oh, man, who's doing this? Who's leaving this crap? I guess I'll get it. You know, yeah. You got yeah. to kind of play it up a little bit. But I play that stuff up at home, and they just close well, the door. Well Turn, on, and turn the music up.
1: And, <laughs> and, you know, as a parent, I have, you know, I'm ashamed because it, it drives me crazy when it happens to me. Um, but I have totally played the card of, you know what? I work my ass off. I cleaned this house. And you come in and you and it's the, it's the total guilt of this is you are you are harming me by by not picking up after yourself. And it is effective now for how long that is effective, who knows and what. It stops being
0: effective. Yeah. Because eventually (laughs) they get to a point where their life is harder than yours.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. You you can't
0: work. You can't. You try to play that angle and you're like, do you know the pressures that I'm under, old man? (laughs) And you're like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got it. I got it. I'll do the dishes. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point,
1: actually. Yeah, that's a pretty good point. Yeah. And so, but it's effective in the temporary. I mean, guilt works, man. It really does.
0: Yeah. 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 But, but so, I don't know. I wonder if the mystery will ever be solved.
1: Yeah, I should. Uh, I should go take a picture of how they're, <laughs> how they're set up today, and I should just document it.
0: Yeah, you should have been documenting where, it all along. I, I should have been. I should have been. So you you see have a where, camera on your damn phone.
1: <laughs> I know.
0: I drive by it every day. You know, make it make it something. um, Two bikes. So
1: yeah, that's those anyway. That's a social experiment and some thoughts I had on that.
0: I think it is a social experiment. It's gotta be. But what do you think? Like, like, so okay, so this person spends all this stuff just like trying to get somebody to steal this bike.
1: You you think you think somebody was trying to that's the goal they were initially trying to get. Like, I,
0: don't, like, I don't know. Do I don't think, know the do initial goal. I don't know.
1: Do you think it was stolen and then this happened, or do you think they were trying to get somebody to steal it? I kind of
0: think know. they were
1: trying to get somebody
0: to steal it personally. I think so. If it was just sitting there, I think uh-huh. I think I think it was like somebody had these bikes and they're like, let's see if we can watch this. Uh-huh. But now that it's gotten to the two bikes and it's kind of become this weird thing. Like, is mm-hmm. that the end goal that this artist wanted or, you yeah, know what I mean? Like, 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 like uh-huh. was the next, was the reaction to that? Cause look how long it took for someone to steal the bike in the first place.
1: Yeah. That's now is that person of... like just
0: waiting for something for the thing that that person wants to happen so that it can put the next phase of the plan uh-huh. into action. And it's like, come on, you people, why are you just letting it sit? somebody steal those bikes? <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's true. Well,
1: part of part of me wonders if the initially somebody was trying to see how long it would take for the bike to get taken. Um, Because so I so my my daughter plays soccer. Right. And there's a school nearby us that gets rented out by comp soccer teams um, to practice soccer. And uh, one day I was driving by, noticed a soccer ball from whoever from some kid I'm sure left it out there and it was just, uh, it was just there sitting there and days were going by and that ball was still there. And I was thinking like, when, like, I can't believe nobody's taken that ball. And finally one, uh, one Saturday I'm just driving by and it's there. And so guess who's the guy (laughs) (laughs) ends up taking the ball and it's me because it's like no like, if, okay if you're not going to get your ball if you're not going to go back after so many days this is this is up for grabs all right yeah
0: yeah you know it's just going to become garbage out there like let it, yeah. Get some use out of it yeah and my, i have a
1: daughter who'll use it it's the next size up so like okay great it's, we have a ball to kick around and, and i still don't know like coming back to guilt like i don't what, what if i do not feel if, guilt if
0: you went back and there all. was a if there were two little balls with the poster <laughs> But here's the thing, here's here's the thing, that, that exercise exercising guilt did not produce the mother back. No. So like, whoever stole that bike has a freaking heart of stone. <laughs> you know? For real. For real. Well,
1: For... you know, what, maybe what would be more effective is if the poster was of the actual person, and... Like, OK, so, for example, I look at um, so the, the ball, the soccer ball. If I'm seeing a poster of the actual child missing ball, like I, I might turn that ball in anonymously, of course, like I'm not, <laughs> I'm, not I'm not ratting myself out. But but uh, I, I do and I do think that anthropomorphic placing human value, I, I also think that's effective. Because it gets people like it, it, taps more into that empathy a little well, more. Well, that's
0: what God is, isn't it? I mean, yeah, an God, anthropomorphized God's version not of some person. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's an energy, but we we can't comprehend that, so we have yeah, to make so it's it anthropomorphized. A yeah, yeah. That's like all the everything. Look at the constellations; they turned him into these symbols. Yeah, that true. The human brain can understand. Yeah, I think there's I think there's some merit to that. So yeah, that's yeah. crazy. That's a fun story. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. So anyway. Uh, well,
1: I think it, I
0: could... It's been a minute yeah. since we talked. Yeah. You're you're Mr. Busy Guy.
1: Oh man, it's been it's
0: been nuts. But
1: but uh one more week and then I get some time off, so that'll be great. Recharge a little.
0: Yeah, that'll be nice. Yeah. That'll be nice we'll
1: have to we'll have to do a an episode over the holidays with something uh, when there's some time I feel like when there's time I got
0: time to there think. should there should be a holiday edition of Sabat Shalom <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, There really should
0: I was I'm, I'm kind of worry about calling it Sabat Shalom when we're we're not Jewish technically not Jewish yeah but then yeah. I like caught a glimpse of myself in the mirror. <laughs> when I first wake up in the morning and my hair is all oh. curly and crazy and I'm like, yeah, ah, I am. <laughs> you got it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's a whole other thing of like the word. Yeah, the words. Possession. But of I can those see words. how some
0: no, nobody has, but I can see how some people might take exception. Yeah, in. I can't. I can if somebody did, I would probably listen. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I but would until that happens, I don't feel the guilt. <laughs> uh, to me,
1: to, to me, exactly. To me, it's not the reason that word um, does. It. It's it's more the alliteration that um, I enjoy of it, you know. Yeah. So, but uh, I I don't feel a sense of I don't feel a sense of ownership
0: over that. And I also like the idea of just taking a break. I feel like these conversations with you are a little bit of a break from life. Yeah. A little grounding.
1: Yeah. Enjoy a little Sabbath, a metaphorical Sabbath. That's
0: right. You know? Whenever, wherever you are. That's right. All right, man. Well, I'm going to, I got some other uh, podcasts to get up today. It's it's a big day for Open Lines Radio. Well, good. There's at least two going to be posted today. Nice. I got a new new, uh, show coming to the airwaves. Oh, good. So I saw you
1: had that. you had some some guests some some new guests on as well.
0: Yeah, the Hobo Safe Camp Virtual Campfires has been mm-hmm. killing it with guests. Yeah, that's good. It's hard to find. It's hard to get a time. To yeah. Match up. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hard true. with us. You know, we're only an hour apart, and our time frame or uh, time and, zone apart. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. These nope. stupid early morning calls for me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's rough because you gotta you got to be the one to wake up.
0: So, all right man, well, this was nice. Okay. Get, get yeah. through that next week and then enjoy your holiday. I'm sure yeah, I'll be we'll talking do. to you. Yeah. All right. Talk to okay. you. Later.